0: You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. All right. So today I have a new friend. I just met her five minutes ago here online. Well, that's not a total truth. We were in a, we are in a Facebook ministry group together. And when she made a comment somewhere along the the way, I thought I would love to hear Heather's story. And I'm sure you guys would too. So I'm just going to jump right into giving you the floor and letting you introduce yourself and tell a little bit why you're here. Well, thank you
1: so much for having me. This is such an honor. My name is Heather Koffer. I am a mom of four little ones and one on the way. I have been married to my husband, Judah, for uh, going on 10 years now. So um, one of my passions, beyond being a wife and mom, I'm so thankful to, to do that. But one of my passions is to encourage moms, young women, um, but especially moms in their early years of mothering, um, just to uh, love the Lord and to encourage them in their walk with the Lord and how the gospel applies to
0: everyday life. Do you have a formal ministry or you just kind of had a passion talking to moms pregnancy is a big part of mom life you know it's what gets us there usually not always mm-hmm. but it's usually what gets us there so like how did that come about
1: so i felt the lord putting a burden on my heart to encourage young women in their walk with the lord when i was quite young my mid teenage years wow and then mm-hmm, and so At that point, I was living overseas. I am a missionary kid, or was a missionary kid, and I started investing in the younger missionary kids, young ladies around me, as well as my younger sisters, doing some book studies and just seeking to encourage them in their walk with the Lord. And then Several years later, I got married. Um, my husband and I were both missionary kids together in Mongolia. So we got married quite young at 19. And then right after that, we came out to a discipleship training school in Colorado. It's called Ellerslie Discipleship Training. And um, the wife of the president started a ministry called Set Apart Girl that had really impacted my life for a number of years. It's just a ministry encouraging young women in their walk with the Lord. She's written a number of books, both of them have actually. And after about a year and a half of being a part of the school and then interning, um, I was asked if I wanted to be a part of her ministry, Set Apart Girl. And so I started writing for Set Apart Girl. I still continue to do that. And that's been for about eight years now that I've been writing for them. And so that's kind of how uh, my, what you could call formal ministry to women, how it started or how I got into that. So it's been in support of another ministry that was really impacting to my life as a teenager and young women.
0: So, so, tell, so that is really exciting for you to be able to, as a young woman, just jump right into ministry with an established group, and you somehow, somewhere, got a passion for encouraging women in their pregnancies. Yes. That started
1: probably between my first and second pregnancy was when I really started having a passion to encourage other women in their pregnancies. I had always wanted to be a mom for as long as I could remember. And so I was so thrilled when I found out that I was expecting our first little one about a year after we got married. And I really sensed that the Lord was wanting to use pregnancy to draw me closer to Him. And I was very surprised actually by how many messages, worldly messages, or unbiblical messages that I was hearing even from Christians about pregnancy, things like this is just a time to focus on yourself or you're just going to be hard to live with because of those hormones and that's just normal. You're going to be moody. You're going to be grumpy. Um, This is a time to indulge in what you want to indulge in. And a lot of that just didn't sit right with me because I thought, you know, as I looked in scripture, there was no caveat for pregnancy. It was not rejoice always except when you're pregnant or consider others as more important than yourself except when you're pregnant. There, there was no space that said you are exempt from living out the gospel when you are pregnant. And so I just felt the Lord really pressing me to seek him diligently during that time and allow him to use that time to sanctify me um, to draw me closer to him in prayer as i was anticipating going through labor and becoming a new mom as i was anticipating who would be there at the birth Um, my first birth was actually overseas my family lives um, uh, in thailand my parents they moved there shortly after i got married and they have good medical care there and since both of our parents still live overseas we decided to head over there so i i knew that the medical staff there would probably not be christian and that there would also be a language barrier so i just really started praying that the lord would use my life and that experience to point back to him. So he was doing all these things in me during my first pregnancy. And then I started talking to more and more women who were then starting to have their first kids, especially who were also saying, I'm hearing these things, but it doesn't line up with what I see in scripture or I'm, I'm, really afraid because I'm hearing all of these things about pregnancy, but I don't think the Lord wants that for me. And so I just had opportunity after an opportunity to encourage women. And one day as I was talking to my husband about yet another Aspect that I had heard, particularly in regards to there's a there's there are a lot of messages about how it's the woman's thing, the husband's not involved. You know, that's another one of those worldly messages, you know, just the husband needs to step back. And um, so we were discussing this, and my husband said, Maybe you should write a book. And I said, Well, I can't write a book, (laughs) I'm not gonna write a book. And he said, Well, it's just 10 long articles, which I hadn't been used to writing articles. So I began thinking and praying and gaining some perspective from other people. And it seemed as if that was something that would be needed and desired. So I began working on it. And I had shortly after that, I found out I was expecting our second And I thought, well, I'll be done writing by the time my second child arrives, but that was not the case. The Lord used that pregnancy as well as my third pregnancy to fill in all the gaps because each pregnancy was very different. The things that the Lord taught me during those pregnancies were very different from each other. And so he started me on a journey after that of being sanctified and learning in various ways. So that was where that passion came from. And I have been so grateful to have a lot of other women who have come alongside me and encouraged me, older women, godly women who are down the road from me, who have been faithful mothers. And my desire is to also encourage women who, although I'm not Very old, I'm. I'm expecting my fifth child now, and so have done it a few times, and have such a desire to encourage women who are just in the very beginning.
0: Well, there's always somebody ahead of us, and always somebody behind us. So Hmm. I think we are perpetually in that passing the baton or receiving the baton. So, I, I mean. why why wait until we all have gray hair and um, are maybe not getting around as much to decide to engage the younger generation? I think it's a great time for you where you are now. And I have to say, I went on Instagram and saw your birth announcement for this next baby and it was super cute. So we're going to make sure we link your Instagram at the end. but It's just your name right but i 'll put it in other ko mm-hmm. okay and i 'll put it in the show notes because you have a cute little Instagram feed oh, thank also you. <laughs> so yeah, and I think um, i I felt the same thing i became a mom twenty four years ago, and during my pregnancy. We had what to expect when you're expecting, mm-hmm. and there were some books about natural childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there wasn't; didn't seem to be a lot in that inviting God into your pregnancy and seeing this as yet another another way He He teaches us and speaks to us, and we learn more about Him through that. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I, I
1: agree. I, I think it's so important that we see and we are encouraged in how the gospel, which can sometimes be such a heady thing. We know what's true. Um, it can be easy for it to stay kind of just a little bit separate from our lives. It's hard sometimes. And I've had a lot of other women say to me, I get that this is how the gospel works. This is what's supposed to that it 's supposed to affect my life, but in this situation i don 't know how it applies and i 've heard a lot of women say that, particularly about pregnancy, so that in my book is specifically what my desire is is to connect the gospel with various spheres of a woman 's life during pregnancy so I have I talk about your relationship with the Lord and what cultivating that looks like in the midst of whether it's morning sickness or brain fog or, or having a lot of other little kids to care for if you're if you're a mom of of multiple children. Or I have a chapter on marriage, on family health, lifestyle. How do you care for your home or for yourself during those times um, preparing for labor? Just lots of spheres that I was taught a lot in by the Lord, and that I know a lot of other women have asked me questions and really
0: desire to honor the Lord in. So, and I noticed you also have a chapter about when you're experiencing loss. Didn't I see that? Yes. So I actually have two
1: bonus chapters that I asked my, two of my friends to write because I personally have not experienced loss. I've never had a miscarriage or a stillbirth But I know many, many people who have walked through that. And I know many people will continue to. And so because it's so directly connected to pregnancy, I felt that it was very important to speak to that. So this friend, she had a stillbirth with her first. And in the weeks and Months following that, to see the way that she handled that and the way she allowed the Lord to walk her through that grief, not denying the grief, but allowing the Lord to grow her uh, through that was a very beautiful and very precious thing. So I was so honored when she agreed to write that chapter. And I've had actually a number of women tell me specifically give me feedback on that chapter, maybe that one more than any other specific chapter. And so what she has to share in there is really beautiful. It's very practical. It's either she she gives tips on or ideas, insights on personal, like if you're walking through it personally, or if you have a friend who's walking through it, because I also know I've been in the position of being the person walking through pregnancy or being a mom and having someone who's very close to me experiencing loss and sometimes feeling at a loss to know how to encourage them. So she, she, what she has to offer in there is, I believe, very invaluable advice for us as sisters in Christ to be able to encourage one another in that way.
0: Yeah. And so your book is going to, well, first
1: we have to say it's called Expectant. And then the subtitle is Cultivating a Vision for
0: Christ-Centered Pregnancy. And so that I am thinking would be a really good gift for a baby shower, right? Is it too, yes. like, you, like if, if I found out somebody was pregnant, it'd be a great book to give to them like right as soon as I find out. But even if, you know, towards the end when there's a baby shower coming, that would be a good time too, wouldn't it? Yes,
1: in fact, I know a number of people who have, they've reached out to me specifically because someone they know is having a shower, a baby shower. And so it would be a wonderful baby shower gift. Um, even if they don't get around to reading the whole thing, I do have a specific chapter on preparing for labor. And so and that offers mostly some, some practical advice, but as you said, when you have what to expect when you're expecting, or some other very practical things about putting together a hospital bag or those kinds of things, there's a lot of, of other. Re- there are, are a lot of other resources out there. This is more preparing your heart for labor, so that even if it was just that little part, I think it would be encouraging to moms.
0: Yeah, and I I go back to my first pregnancy and I had no idea what to expect. (laughs) I mean, all I had seen to prepare me for that experience was sitcoms, you know, where the, the gals grabbing her husband and screaming at him. And Uh I, I had no vision beyond that. And I honestly don't know that I would have spiritually grown much during that because I, I was just thinking it was all all I thought of pregnancy was the practicality, like, okay, what is my body going to be doing and how am I going to get this baby out? And I didn't really think that nobody really led me into that. And honestly, um, I I didn't see a lot of it until much later in my parenting years. So yeah, what advice would you give to a mom who's really just had never thought about connecting their pregnancy and the physical state of their body to that spiritual growth, what God's doing in them?
1: One thing that I did was I started looking at what the Bible has to say about specifically about fear, because I know a lot of preparing for labor or all the unknowns can cause a lot of fear. So I started looking into what does the Bible have, have to say about fear and how, and then I started seeing some studies that have been done about the correlation between like fear and how that, how fear can affect your labor and delivery process. And I was amazed to realize that when we are putting our trust in the Lord, it doesn't guarantee us an easy labor. Labor is going to have difficulty that comes along with it. But that when we put our trust in the Lord, there's the ability to walk through that, even fearful situations, allowing Him to be our rock, allowing Him to walk us through whatever that looks like. Um, one of, I, I have particular verses that I will meditate on. One is, and I forget the reference at this moment, but um, for he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. And one of the things that was my prayer in leading up to the delivery was that I would have um, – especially love and a sound mind that I would communicate love to those around me in a time when people expect you to be unloving. (laughs) They don't really expect a woman in labor to be loving. And then they don't really expect you to have a sound mind because it really is a unique experience. (laughs) It feels, even though you're very much in your body and you know what's going on in some ways, it's very it's a very unique thing the way that that connect they connect with each other so those were those two aspects love and a sound mind i knew that those if i was afraid if i was giving into fear fear that i might be feeling even some things that are valid fears then i would not be i would not be able to communicate that love and and to have that sound mind that the, I knew the Lord could give me no matter what circumstance I was walking through, no matter what difficulty might come along with the labor. And so the Lord really did it. But for me, it was meditating on truth, filling my mind and heart with truth, and then asking him to help me be outward focused so that I was being a testimony and a blessing to those who were witnessing it. I've always had hospital births. And so I knew that there would be people around in each one that needed to know his love that didn't know him. And that I had a real neat opportunity to bless them in some way, even though they were the ones who significantly blessing and helping me. And having that kind of mindset helped hugely for me in walking through each of my deliveries. And I watched the Lord answer a lot of prayers about my state of mind, my state of my heart, and <laughs> just being able to rest in him, even when there would be scares that would come up about the baby's heart rate, or, you know, the possibility of a of an emergency C section or what whatever the case may be. And he walked me through those things, even fearful things, with a greater trust and faith in him on the other side as we watched what he did and how he answered prayers and gave us what we needed for those things, us meaning me and my husband.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can imagine fear would be pretty big because, okay, so your first one was born in Thailand? Yes. And then were the other ones in the States or were you overseas for some of those? Yep. All the rest of the other three were here in the States. Okay. And you mentioned husband, and I was thinking, you know, if your husband suggested you write a book about pregnancy, perhaps you should tell him that he should write a book for husbands <laughs> from this same Christian perspective, because we know God teaches husbands about himself through our pregnancies and mm-hmm. and through being a father too. That's the other thing that's like not on the market. I actually uh, was volunteering at our local crisis pregnancy center before we moved. And there was a couple that came in and there was a dad that said, is there any resource written from a Christian perspective that can teach me how to be a dad? Mm. And, you know, I searched for him and there were organizations that I kind of followed, you know, all the trails on on the internet to find. And it seems like so much of things written to dads are for more like um, when you can go out and throw a ball with them, or you can sit down and tell them a story and teach them verses and share your faith directly with that child. But I don't think there's a, r- a lot written for men who are seeking to grow in the Lord through that process of becoming a dad. So I just made a project. And when your husband gets home from work, you can just throw it back at him and tell him that he gets to write the next book.
1: Well, funny enough, he was actually going to have a section at the end of my book. So he actually has like a mini book written. And one of the reasons we weren't able to include it was, was because it was too long. But it's specifically on how a husband leads his wife and walks with her through the season of pregnancy. So our desire is to make that available sometime in hopefully the near future and um, for specifically for that reason. So it would be a mini book, a resource that we would make available for fathers. So that's funny that you mentioned that because that is something that is on our hearts. Also that we have seen as a need. What was funny to us and what first gave us the idea was how many fathers or fathers to be who were expecting their, their first little one. When they would find out that I was writing a book, sometimes the dads were more excited (laughs) than the the moms because they were like, we just are desperate for information and we are desperate for encouragement in this way. So that has been
0: on our hearts and hopefully that resource will be available soon. Oh, that's really exciting. Yeah. I was really, I hadn't thought about it before because I just hadn't thought of it before, but then when this um, the couple was coming together, I was working with the mentoring program to um, just help with parenting things. And this this couple asked, and I thought, oh, surely there's books out there. And all the books that I could find for dads were really just more like you know caveman picture books of jokes about di- uh, changing diapers or. <laughs> you know, jokes about things, not so much actual information. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. I will be watching for that when that comes out for sure. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I'm sure that, well,
1: we will certainly make an announcement once that is becoming available because I've had, it was actually one of the things that when I first was planning, where I announced about the book, I shared about that being a part of it. And then our editor had to cut it out. And we were sad about that, but a lot of people have been asking, when is that
0: coming out? (laughs) So. So how far are you in this current pregnancy? I am almost 15 weeks pregnant with this one. Yeah. And you're finding this one is totally different than the others, or are you taking your own advice? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is kind of
1: a funny thing now, having written a book on pregnancy and walking through another one after that, it is interesting knowing that I'm in many ways holding myself accountable (laughs) to walking through it. But the Lord graciously reminding me that with each new pregnancy comes new um, opportunity for growth and trust in the Lord. And yes, this pregnancy has been um, at least the first trimester was significantly harder than all the rest of my pregnancies. We wondered for a while if it might be twins because I was so much more sick, but it's not. So for some reason, this little one is, uh, was has been giving me a run for my money. I'm very grateful that that is that I'm beginning, I'm coming out of that stage of being constantly sick. But one thing that was really neat was that my mom had had to have an extended time in the States for various reasons. And my dad wasn't able to come back with her, but then she got stuck here. And so she was apart from my, my dad for a long time waiting to get back to Thailand. And she ended up being able to stay with us and help. And this is the first pregnancy where I was literally days where I couldn't get out of bed and I couldn't be around food and is the first pregnancy where I needed that kind of help. And so it was amazing to see how God had already gone before me in knowing this is going to be harder, but I'm already making provision for you. And then shortly after she left, the Lord started easing that and and it was more I was more able to function more normally and to prepare food and to care for my little ones. And so it was a really good r- reminder for me that the Lord knows that when He gives us children, He knows what challenges we're going to face as we're carrying them, and he's not going to leave us in the lurch. He's going to give us the grace that we need or the help that we need from other people or places. So that has been an incredibly encouraging thing to me. And another piece of encouragement that I would offer to expecting moms that I have been encouraged by is that the Lord knows the particular challenges of this season and that carrying a little one in and of itself is an act of service to this child, to the Lord. And there can be a sense of, oh, I'm dropping the ball in this. I'm not able to to help as I usually am. I can't serve. I can't bring other people meals who have had babies, whatever it might be. The the last piece of advice that I would offer to moms who are expecting and something that the Lord has really been encouraging my own heart in during my current pregnancy is that the Lord knows the particular challenges that we face as we are walking through this and that this act of carrying a little one inside of us is service to this child, to the Lord, and it can be very easy to become discouraged or feel like I'm not doing enough. There's, there's, I'm more limited physically. I'm more limited mentally. Yet the Lord knows that. And he is very gentle and kind as he leads us. And sometimes we can put burdens upon ourselves that the Lord is absolutely not putting on us because we are becoming distracted by even a worldly mentality of productivity or, or, or what's really important. And I've been so blessed by the reminder that if God is giving me a little one to carry, he knows the knows the challenges that come along with it. And, and doing this is an act of, of service that he is pleased with. And that when I have to say no to other outside things, especially, or if the state of my house isn't how I would normally have it or like it to be, that the Lord knows and he is gracious and he's loving. One of my favorite verses for motherhood and also for pregnancy is Isaiah 40 verse 11 Uh, He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. So that would be my encouragement to all the moms who are listening, who are expecting or who have a lot of little ones surrounding them like I do, that the Lord is gently leading them.
0: And his timing is absolutely perfect. We cannot, we can't best him. He's got, he's got a plan. It doesn't mm-hmm. always make sense to us. We don't always see it, but his timing is perfect. So I wonder, Heather, if you'd just like to close us out by praying for the moms that are listening. Maybe there's some that are expecting, maybe they have little ones around their ankles as they're listening right now. So would you just lead us in some prayer for them?
1: Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for being the designer of womanhood, of motherhood in particular, Lord. I thank you that you know exactly what's going on in our bodies as you are knitting these little ones together inside of us. And I just pray for all of those who are listening, who are expecting, who may be discouraged, who might be walking through um, physical struggles because of this or other any other challenges that come along with this season, that you would encourage their hearts and that they would be able to rest in you. I pray that they would be able to have an eternal vision for motherhood, that they would not be distracted by the things that the world says about motherhood, but that they would have your perspective on it and that you would encourage their hearts and give them grace and strength for what you have in front of them today. Lord, you are good and faithful, and we praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for coming on with me today. Thank you so
1: much for having me. It's such an honor.
0: I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcasttendingfields.net. At because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.